Now, in this scenario, where performance obligation goes beyond a year, the question we ask ourselves is, how do we recognize the revenue? How do we recognize the revenue? So the rules are established in that particular case. We have to look at the criteria for such contracts. What does that mean? It means that a performance obligation is satisfied over a period if one of the following criteria is met. Okay? If one of the following criteria is met. One, the customer simultaneously receives and consumes the benefits provided as they occur. So, for instance, we are you know, constructing a building. And we'll get into some of these things uh, pretty later. For instance, we are constructing a building or we are constructing a facility, okay? And maybe it's a story building that we are constructing. So, and it is a five-story or 10-story. So, as we finish with each floor, the customer occupies it. As we finish with each floor, each floor, the customer occupies it. So, if the contract is such that the consumer simultaneously receives the uh, and consume the benefits provided as they occur, then we need to recognize revenue. Two, the entity performance creates or enhances an asset that a customer controls as the asset is created or enhanced. So it means that in the second scenario, the asset is not within our control. We are building, uh, uh, constructing a building or a bridge or something like that, a dam, a ship, or something like that. But then what happens is that the customer is able to have control over that particular asset. If that is the case, then performance obligation goes beyond one accounting year. Three, the entity's performance does not create an asset with an alternative use to the entity, and the entity has an enforcement right to pay for the performance completed to date. So it means that there is a contract to the entities and the obligation to pay us for the things that we have done so far. If any of these scenarios is present, we're going to conclude that the performance obligation may be recognized over a period of time. So example of some of these things could be streaming services over a two-year period, all right? Like, for instance, the software we use to uh, stream or our, do our live streams, it's paid for. And as we are using the software, uh, as they are providing us the software, we are using it. Are you getting it? So that is the first criteria, simultaneous consumption of the benefit by the customer in that regard. Construction of a bridge, a building, a dam, a ship, all of these qualify for performance obligation beyond one accounting year. So generally, that is going to be the criteria that we would have to take into consideration in recognizing it. So let's jump into it and let's be a little bit practical here. And I want you to stay with me pretty carefully as we jump into the discussion here. So this is what is happening here. Generally, let's assume that we are constructing a building. So let's say we're constructing a building. And what do we do? 
How do we recognize the revenue? How do we measure the revenue? So we are constructing a building, and the building is over five years. Or maybe it's a two-year. These days, they don't take a longer time to finish the a building. But we need to measure the revenue. How much revenue do we recognize? This is the rule. Where performance obligation is beyond one accounting year, usually revenue will be recognized based on the percentage of completion. So where performance obligation is beyond one accounting year, revenue is recognized based on the percentage of completion. Revenue is recognized based on the percentage of completion. Now, I want you to stay with me very carefully as we dive into the discussion here. So we're going to be recognizing revenue based on how much work has been done so far. How much work has been done so far? Now, note that if we, we are saying that performance obligation is beyond one accounting year, that doesn't mean all contracts will go beyond one accounting year. If the contract is executed in less than one year, that means we will just recognize the total amount as revenue and we go away in that regard. But the issue is that sometimes the period is less than a year but it cuts across different accounting periods. This is what I mean by that. Let's say, for instance, our year ended is 31st October. And we, signed, we started a project that would take nine months. And we started a project in June 2020. And our year ended is 31st October 2020. So the question is, it's just a nine-month project. But... We started it in June. So in June to 31st October, how, what is the percentage of work that has, that has been done? It means we will recognize the revenue for that period depending on the percentage of work that has been done. So the work can be done within the same accounting year, within the same reporting year. No problem. We go away. We recognize the revenue. But sometimes it's a shorter period, less than a year, but it cuts across the accounting period. And so we would have to identify the portion that must be recognized in the current period. That is something that you have to be uh, careful about and very mindful of. So if we calculate revenue or determine revenue or measure revenue or recognize revenue based on the percentage of completion, how do we calculate the percentage of completion generally? There are two methods that can be used for the percentage of completion calculation. Two methods. Two methods. The first one is called the output method. And the second one is called the input method. So we have the output method and the input method. What does that mean? 
It means that with the output method, we are going to be measuring revenue based on the proportion of work completed for the entity or for the customer generally. So we're going to look at the value of the finished product at the stage that we are at. With the input method, we are going to be valuing the work that we have done so far, percentage of completion so far, based on the input or cost that have been incurred to date. Based on the percentage or input or cost that has been incurred to date. Now, I'm going to come back to the method of uh, percentage of completion, but let's go through the general rule for this. So we're going to go through a couple of steps here on when we are dealing with uh, a construction contract or something like that.